It's Weekend Edition on W1YC. I'm David First. Valentine's Day is coming up on Wednesday, but this year, instead of flowers, cards, and candy, why not celebrate by showing your love for one of the least appreciated of all birds, the seagull? Yes, the Feminist Bird Club of New York City has renamed the holiday Gullantine's Day, and they are hosting a bird-watching event at Sheepshead Bay in Brooklyn at 10 o'clock this morning. Martha Harbison and Ryan Mandelbaum will be leading the tour, and they join us now to explain hello. Hello, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Martha, this is now your fifth annual Gullantine's Day. How did this thing get started, and what happens at this event? Yeah, so Valentine's Day started as a joke where I was trying to come up with the most ridiculous type of birding event I could possibly think of. And I was like, yes, take somebody you're trying to woo out into the cold to look at a bunch of birds that superficially look all identical. And my friend Stephanie came back with the name Valentine's Day. And I was like, oh, man, that's too good. I actually now have to do an event with this name. And it took off. Yeah, I was surprised. I thought for sure the first year, I thought for sure it would be me and Ryan and like two of our real good bird sicko friends. And uh, it sold out. What happens at the event? We <laughs> we basically we go out, and we look at gulls. Uh, we have three species of gull in New York City and they do superficially look alike. But if you spend some time with them, you start to notice the really subtle details to be able to separate the species. So we basically just hang out on a waterfront in Brooklyn and we just stare at gulls for two hours. And Martha, is it proper to even say seagull? There's some question about that terminology, right? Yes. So technically, the birds are called gulls. And colloquially, people call them seagulls because they mostly live on the sea, but there are plenty of gulls that live in landlocked areas as well. So some birders get really uptight about that. I'm not one of them. Ryan, not everybody is a fan of gulls, right? This is the bird that will snatch a french fry out of your hand if you're not paying attention on the boardwalk. Can you give us a new lens for appreciating gulls? The fact that the gulls are the kind of bird that'll snatch a french fry out of your hand is actually what makes them so amazing. All of our gulls that we see, these are birds that are native here. They breed here in New York City. They always have. They are just really adaptable. So, you know, humans moved in, they changed the environment, but they were able to adapt and live among us, which is, in my opinion, really an amazing story of of resilience, uh, a lot like uh, New Yorkers are resilient and able to adapt to new things. We sometimes stop appreciating the animals that we see all the time, but when you really pay attention to the squirrels, they're amazing. Is it the same with gulls? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's a bunch of ways where uh, seagulls can be really rewarding. I mean, for example, I think a lot of people have probably noticed that some of these birds are, are capable of what looks like tool use, right? They'll pick up a clam out of the water and then fly up high and then drop it on the concrete in order to get uh, what's out inside. I mean, that's an amazing behavior uh, to see an animal pick up. What kind of makes them so challenging to tell apart is that a lot of these birds actually take four years in order to become adults. Uh, and they'll look different. You know, the first, the youngest birds will look uh, often all gray. And then after three or four years, depending on the species, that's when they take on that white and gray plumage that you're used to. And uh, what I think is so funny about this event is that rather than look for a lot of different species of bird, Martha and I are really only looking for these three or four most common species, but trying to uh, tell them apart based on how old they are. What are the three most common? 
Yeah, so in the winter, we have the ring-billed gull, the great blackback gull, and then the, the most abundant is the herring gull. In the summertime, most of the ring-billed gulls will migrate north, uh, and then they'll get replaced with that uh, kind of ubiquitous black-headed laughing gull um, that you will see on the beach at Coney Island and the Rockaways. Just one of the greatest sounds that we encounter in life is the sound of the laughing seagull, isn't it? <laughs> That's right. Um, it's definitely the sound of summer in a lot of places. Now, so Martha, in the future, when that seagull swoops down and grabs our lunch, are, are we going to have a new appreciation for this creature? Absolutely. I love their chutzpah. And if you come to Galentine's Day, you'll definitely be able to identify which of the uh, three species or four species is the culprit. All right, at least we'll be able to identify the culprit. Martha Harbison and Ryan Mandelbaum with the Feminist Bird Club of New York City. Their walking tour is happening in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, later this morning. It is fully booked, but you can still head outside and look for gulls today. Thank you both for joining us, and happy Gullentine's Day. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much, David.